We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's Friday, game four tonight. And we've got a lot of NBA news to get into. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joining me, Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, big, big night tonight. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you nervous for tonight's game or feeling pretty good? Or where are you at right now? Uh, it's weird. I don't, it, and I don't mean this at all to be like, I'm too cool for this. So yeah, I don't get like super nervous like that, mm-hmm. but I'll have like nervous energy as we get closer. It's still, I mean, we're five hours <laughs> from tip as we record this. So I tend to be a little bit more, uh, you know, relaxed, but as we get a little closer, I'll have that kind of nervous energy going, but, but excited, but yeah, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, uh, you know, it, by no means do I, you know, think it's a lock. The Celtics win. I think they have a great chance, but, mm-hmm. but we'll see, you know, when it's Stephen Curry on the other side, it's just that, that that's nerve wracking enough, uh, you know, to be going against that guy. Well, we should mention, and we spent time yesterday kind of breaking down where the series is at everything. So we don't need to re-dive into all of it, but we did get some news today that Stephen Curry is expected to be okay for game four tonight. Whether that means he's 75% or 100%, we don't know, mm-hmm. and that will certainly matter for the Warriors. But just the fact that it's it's not like he's going to miss this game, and I think that's that's even if you're a Celtics fan, you don't want to see Steph Curry no. missing missing the game. You want everybody out there healthy um, and all of that. So uh, so great news that, that Steph Curry sounds like he'll be a go for game four. Yeah, my guess is we'll know very quickly if he is himself or if he's mm-hmm. kind of limping through the game or what the deal is. So, yeah, we'll, we'll know pretty early on. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about NBA expansion. Mark Stein got into it a bit today, and we can we can briefly discuss here. But first, maybe even more important here, I threw out there on Twitter for front office show fans to hit us with team names should LeBron be successful in bringing a team to Las Vegas. So, Keith, here are some of the responses. And Keith has not seen these looked. yet. Has not looked. So I've got one that actually, this one had like the full uniform all made up. And everything. They've even got Bradley Beal in a Las Vegas jersey. And everything. It, the Las Vegas Venom is what oh, they have. I kind of like that. I like I, it. I, and they've got the yeah. court design and everything. Yeah, I like alliteration in mm-hmm. team names. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I could get okay. by that. What, what was the color scheme? The color scheme is black and gold. So you're kind of Las okay. Vegas Knights there. Sure. Right. Yeah. And they've got an alternate as, uh, as red. No, what I would throw in almost like a um, 
like a like a venomous green thought. Like I, I always, I don't know why. When I think venom, I think green. Mm. I don't. I'm not sure why. It probably doesn't mean anything. I don't know. But that, I'm that'd surprised be kind of you cool. don't think Spider-Man Venom. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where my head goes. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe go black and white with the color scheme. Uh, we, we have the nets, and that's such a yeah the nets color scheme. So yeah. Now that's fun. Though. Oh, here's more. I've got Las Vegas dice, Las Vegas gladiators. Somebody said Las Vegas GMs because LeBron. <laughs> Las Vegas buffets. 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 The the Vegas blue chips. The okay, this one just gave me a long list here. The Vegas shots. Every one of these starts with Vegas. So Vegas okay. shots, cagers, smoke, sandstone, gems, chips, and line. Line? Line. Like betting line. Oh. Yeah, so here's what I think. I, I don't think they're going to want to lean too heavily into the no. gambling yeah. uh, part with, with with the name. That'll come kind of naturally as the, you know, as we, you know, we always nickname teams, right? Anyway, um, you know, so that that'll come a little bit naturally. But yeah, I I don't know. I I, I will say the WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces. That's pretty cool. Like that's yes. that's a pretty great team name. Mm-hmm. That's fa- that's fantastic. Um. Then we've got oh, this one got a little spicy. The Las Vegas slots, or instead of an O, is that a U? Yeah, no. Uh, come on. Here we got. Um, I've got the Las Vegas Lights. That already exists. Does it? That's the team. That's that's a soccer team. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, that's Las, interesting. I kind of like that. The Las Vegas. Hey, that didn't Gamble. stop Cleveland. Right? Cle- Cleveland took the Guardians, even though it was what a roller derby team or something. Uh, when, they, <laughs> when they renamed the Indians. We will take that this from yeah. you. Uh the Las Vegas Gamblers, the Las Vegas Mobsters. Eh, I don't know about yeah. That's not the image you want yeah. to evoke. Here's this one. This one I like. This one might be my well, okay. Here's some typical the Las Vegas Sinners, the Las Vegas Hangover, <laughs> yeah. um, the Las Vegas Spartans. Somebody said and I so then you would have the Knights and the, the Spartans. Yeah, I kind of like that. Okay, okay, but this this one might would be, be cool too. Hmm. That one, like, like when the game starts, like you could play from 300. This is Sparta. <laughs> That's like, right. Pretty cool. You get the crowd going, like, that'd be fun. That that could be kind of cool. That could definitely be cool. Um, this one, this might be my favorite. If you're incorporating the LeBron thing, and I don't know how I feel about naming a team after an owner because we saw how that went with the Bobcats. I was gonna say that didn't go very well last didn't, time. Didn't go very well, but but we like alliteration. The Las Vegas Lions because the Lions you've got Las you get the L yeah. and then you've got LeBron the King. A lion is a king of the jungle. And then maybe you you rope in an MGM, you know, partnership. I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty there big as well. MGM grand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that one too too much. I, I wonder if the Detroit Lions would, you know, have anything to say. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, that, that'd be, that'd be all right. I, I did no one suggested the Las Vegas, Las Vegas LeBrons. No, I mean, nobody said, nobody said LeBron. There's, there's a few coming. more. Somebody said the the Las Vegas Wild, the Las Vegas Jokers. I don't think that would that would happen. Yeah. Nikola Jokic would have to be gifted to the team if if they named the Jokers, the Jokers could be interesting. I don't that almost though like if you're right, you're an expansion team, you're you're probably going to be bad like that. Right. That 
you're you're set right up for the bad you know the bad press with that one uh the las vegas crowns well that's not terrible How would the king, i don't know what the kings would think about that yeah but in any event we got some some interesting ones there. I think I landed on Lions as my favorite, but again, maybe Detroit would have an issue with it. Uh, but Venom, I think, would be would be really good too. Yeah, I like Venom. I like Vipers. I, I think that could be Vipers. Yep. Too. You do have there is a Vipers in the G League, so you'd have to mm. probably work the Rio, something out. Is there. it Rio Grande? Yep, Rio Grande Valley Vipers, the Houston yeah. Rockets affiliate. So, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Just don't pick something stupid. Like that's yes. hopefully, you know, that's all, all we, we, we don't want. But according to Mark Stein, we are way ahead of ourselves because, <laughs> yes. because yeah, we're making teams. He's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming up with team names. They haven't even picked cities yet, but it's fun to pick team yeah. names. Oh, but cool. Mark Stein kind of said, pump the brakes on all the expansion stuff. And Adam Silver said that. But again, I took it more as Adam Silver saying, yeah, expansion is coming. Stein just cautioned that, you know, they might want to get the, the TV deal done first because that's only going to increase franchise valuations and thus you're going to be able to ask for more in your expansion fee. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot to that too. Right. And they can then put stipulations on how that TV money is split for, mm-hmm. you know, might be, you know, you, you don't get, it doesn't immediately go to one thirty-two or one 132nd for each team. And so you know, maybe, you know, you only get a, a half share or something initially or whatever it may be. And that they figured out that way. And then I think we'll see too. I, I do think the, I think there's enough buzz around it and enough people are talking about it that we may see some clarifications in the new CBA to some of the expansion uh, talk and considerations. And I wouldn't be surprised if the players association pushes a little bit for, Hey, what do we get for, you know, these teams coming in? Because obviously they're only coming in if the league is healthy and successful. Um, But historically that money has not been part of what, what they get. Now what they do get is you get an extra, what now 34 jobs between the, you know, uh, standard and two way contracts. And, um, you know, presumably two more G league teams eventually uh, would come in. I wouldn't be surprised to just to tag on with, if that is a requirement um, for those teams that they have G league teams. Um, that that, they, that, that they must have their own G League teams when they they start playing because that's been a big push by Adam Silver is to get everybody to have the G League teams. Right now, where Phoenix and Portland don't, um, so that that wouldn't be a surprise at all if that that comes uh, as part of the thing. You have to have a G League team set up, but that that could be a good way to get you know maybe a couple other markets involved in the NBA ish. You know that that wouldn't be um, there, but. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I still think, and I think Mark Stein called it out pretty well too. Like, mm-hmm. it is coming. It's just not coming soon. Like, it's it's, it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, really quick, Stein also mentioned the Westbrook Wall swap that has been rumored for. Well, I mean, basically ever since Russell Westbrook landed in L.A., there's been discussions of this happening again. But uh, Stein said, "Look, the, the he talked to a source, and the source said that the Rockets will only do it if they get." draft compensation for it and the lakers are not interested in doing that and of course they, I, it totally makes sense so i don't yep. see that actually getting done uh because of because of that two similar contracts almost almost identical contracts and john wall hasn't played basketball in a year russell westbrook didn't play very well last season sorry westbrook stands i know you're out there but um russ didn't play great last season so 
you could see where both teams could just say, okay, change the scenery. Let's just, just swap them. But if the Rockets need a first or a future pick in order to do the deal, I could see where the Lakers could just say, well, we don't even know what John Wall can do. So no, thanks. Yeah. I, it makes sense for both sides to kind of hold firm here, right? Yep. If I'm the Rockets, we already did the Westbrook thing. I want yep. picks if that's the direction we're going to go. And if we're the, the Lakers, I would say, I'm not giving up. A, we don't need to get rid of him that badly to give you yep. a pick when we don't even know if John Wall can actually play or not. Right. Like, And it's it's just, hey, they're, I am not against trading draft picks to rebalance your salary sheet, to do what you need to do um, if, if it's the right thing to do. In this case, I'm very against it because there's no guarantee you're, you're getting any better. Yeah. Um, or a better fit or anything like that. So, yeah, I would pass um, if I was the Lakers as well. It, it almost becomes irresponsible to you. You already invested draft capital in acquiring the guy. Now you're going to turn around a year later and invest more and get rid of them. Nah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Wait it out. Something something better will come along or you'll work a buyout or something. Agreed. Agreed. Or, or uh, play better. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to completely happen. rule that out. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen this before. Every once in a while a guy figures it out that I, I need to change the way I play like, or, or, or my career is over. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. And some guys say, Nope, I am who I am as a player. And they go down that way. And then other guys kind of very well, you know, I'm, then I'm going to change the, the way I play and f- figure it out. And I, and I, I, there could still be value in there for Russell. It's not going to be $47 million of value. Of course no. not, but there could still be, you know, something in there. There's reason to be optimistic that he could be better than he was last season. I don't yep. think there's reason to be optimistic that he can be superstar version of Russell yep. Westbrook again. Yep. I don't think there's, there, I think that's unreasonable. I think being better than last season, that, that could happen. That, that mm-hmm. could happen with a, a different coach, a different mentality. Maybe there's a better relationship. Those sorts of things can change. And then scheme-wise, if some things change, you could get a better result out of, out of Russell. It doesn't mean he's going to yeah. be worth $47 million, but a better result would be a more efficient player, potentially. That, that could be in the cards. Yeah, better um, pieces around those three guys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it exists. Uh, David Griffin. Talked about a Zion Williamson extension. Sounds like the Pelicans are all on board with, with getting this done. And they, they should be. Zion Williamson is an incredible player. As long as you have protections in place against any kind of, of injury, then I think it makes a lot of sense. Zion has also already expressed that he would like to sign the new contract with the Pelicans. So I think this gets done. I think what we're just curious to see is exactly what do those protections look like. That's it. That's going to be the sticking point. Right. Well, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, non-guaranteed like Michael Porter Jr.'s is, or I guess, partially guaranteed to be more accurate on that, or whether it's the Embiid protection uh, where they can get out of it earlier. Is it Jonathan Isaac type protections where the guarantee slide if he doesn't meet so many games played um, and those kind of things. And, and I get it from the Pelican side saying, hey, we're happy to give you one hundred and eighty million dollars. We just need you to, you know, kind of. You know, work with us here because if you you know if if two years in all of a sudden you can't play, we need to be able to get out of it. And I understand from Zion's side saying like, "Hey, I'm going to go." There, there's also some buzz out there that he looks like he's in great shape mm-hmm. um, and is really you know do, doing well with stuff. It sounds like he's uh, really engaged with with the team and with his teammates and some of the offseason work that they're already doing, which is you know, really good to hear. Um, after we you know gone through months where he was you know, working out away from the team, um, but that can also be hard on a player. I talked to someone about this the other day, um, where they said it's really hard because you've got 
in this case, 16 guys, if the two-way guys are there too, coming into the gym every day, working on, all right, we're making a playoff push. We're doing this. And you're like, all right, cool. I did calf raises today or whatever the case is. And it's like, and that can be really hard on the player because you don't feel like you're working towards the same end goal. It can Um, be lonely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, Clay Thompson talked about that too. Mm -hmm. Like his two years of rehab, you know, how like at times like he felt like he wasn't even part of the team anymore. And, you know, and that's, and that's not saying these teams aren't doing the best they can by these guys. It's just very hard because you're not, your, your goals aren't the same, you know, day in, day out. Your ultimate end goal sure is get back, get healthy, try to win a championship. But, um, but yeah, on, on the extension stuff, I, Makes sense to me that this is kind of where both both sides are are locking in. Uh, this came from the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Uh, really mm-hmm. good interview. Um, I like David Griffin because he is pretty candid um, yeah. into kind of, kind of inside. No, he didn't go down and break down his draft board or anything like that. <laughs> but he is pretty candid into you know life in a front office, which is is fun because you don't always get that in in uh, from from sitting GMs. Oftentimes, those interviews, unless they're about like past decisions, are so incredibly boring because it's just like uh, you're giving me nothing here we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You mean he didn't have a whiteboard behind him with like all of the his targets listed out? That's an Orlando Magic uh, trademark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal had some comments recently. It We've been operating under the assumption that he stays with the Washington Wizards. Everything seemed to point that way. I'm not saying he said he wasn't going to, but he talked a lot about how he wants to go where he can win, wherever he feels he can win, and that's going to be the most important thing. I don't like that. That tends to suggest that he'll be open to some options that aren't the Washington Wizards. I still think he ultimately winds up back there, but it certainly, I mean, may, like the Wizards should be a little bit nervous, I think, after after seeing that comment from Bradley Beal about how focused on winning he's going to be and getting the the finding the right opportunity to do that. That suggests he's going to be open to some other options besides Washington. I took it as putting the pressure on Washington. Yeah. Of, you know, this is where I want to be. Because he did close that section of that that quote out with, and if that's DC, I expect yes. you all to respect it and, right. and that. So I, I do think there's a chance that's what he was doing, was basically telling the Wizards, like, hey, I need you to, like, 
you need to be here with me, right? Like, like we, right. we need to fix this. We, we need to win, uh, you know, kind of together here. He, he was very interested. This was with an interview with Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. Uh, she is so good in these interviews. Like she is really, really good at uh, conducting these interviews, getting the players to kind of yeah. open up and share some stuff. And I thought one of the neat things was Bradley Beal said he has anxiety because like, it's like, it's getting close now, right now. It's, yeah. It is Clock's getting taken. down to decision time. And this isn't really, he hasn't fully been in this spot before. Cause it's always been kind of like, all right, I'm just resigning. Like it's yeah. nothing there. He talked about, you know, what, what do my kids want? What does my wife want? And those kind of things. And then, and then he you know, did say, but at the end of the day, I, I want to win. And I think he's getting to the point in his career, uh, much like Damian Lillard, where it's, I want to win here. But at some point, it'll probably get to a point where it's like, all right, I just want to win one. Right. And then I don't think Wizards fans, much like I don't think Blazers fans, are going to feel like, hey, come on, man, you're bailing on us. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be very much like, hey, you don't owe us anything. You gave us a he's, decade plus. He's like, built up that equity. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's I, I, everybody wants the fairy tale of players drafted player wins the championship where's drafted and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's just not, it doesn't, it rarely works out uh, like that. There's a guy who's um, a part of uh, you know Celtics coverage and he always talks about how so few players that were drafted in the top five won a championship with the team that drafted them. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a you know minuscule amount. And this is like going back to like Tim Duncan. So that even gives you like, you know, we're talking, gosh, I mean, you talk about feeling yeah. old. That was 25 years ago. Oh uh, that's him draft, right? And it's the look on your face. It was like, oh, thanks. For it that. doesn't. I, it doesn't. When you said 25 years, I went, oh my god, how is right? that possible? No, it, it doesn't. See, it was funny. I said the other day. It was yesterday. I was like, how was the draft two weeks from now? And then I was looking at something. I was like, how in the hell did this happen? This, you know, you know, it was like this. It was the last Celtics championship. I was like, how was that 14 years ago? That was like like three years ago like come on now but yeah it's i mean time flies but i i uh yeah back to bradley beal i, I still continue to believe he resigns with washington you mm-hmm. know see if they can get it together for another year if they can't then we know how it'll go he'll ask for a trade and we'll figure it out we'll see him somewhere else. i i don't can i ask you a question about bradley yeah. beal i know you deal with this with every star that comes on you know presumably on the market yeah people I think people have an inflated sense of what Bradley Beal is. Like, it, it feels like he's sometimes he gets like this. Like, he's like, uh, I was going to say Harden, but, but like, an, like, like he's a Durant couple years ago, Harden. Like, yeah. yeah, this is like a franchise guy who will dominate and come in and, you know, push you over the top to win a championship. And I, I, I don't know. For a while, I haven't, I just kind of haven't felt like he's necessarily that guy. I think he's very, very good. I think you're yes. right to assume that he's not hes not a 1A dominant superstar. That's not what he is. And that's not a knocker. I mean, that's very, very yeah. incredibly rare right, to be that. Yes. But he's hes absolutely fantastic. Um, but I think it's a combination of things. I think you've got – he plays for a team that not a lot of people go out of their way to watch. So there's a little bit of that that mystery there to him, right, mm-hmm. where you, you've heard the name a lot. And and you know, haven't necessarily seen a lot of what he's done, so you assume he's just absolutely fantastic. And this this guard that uh, is just taking over games left and right. Again, he's very good, but I don't think he's that guy. Uh, then I think you've got the availability piece. His name has been yeah. in rumors for so long; 
it's the availability that makes it exciting. You know, it makes people really pump them. Oh, imagine what what this team could be with Bradley Beal. There, you know, I think that because we've been hearing his name in rumors for, I mean, it's been feels like forever at this point. So I think that adds to fans of other teams looking at Bradley Beal and saying, this guy's fantastic. If we get him, we're great. You know, that type of thing. I think that element gets uh, gets mixed into the analysis of Bradley Beal. Yeah, I, I think there's also a, you know, I, I teasingly call them points Twitter, where it's like you, you yes. see you know, guy scores 30 points. He must be great. And I also <laughs> think there's this assumption of, well, we score 120. 15 points as a team we we get 30 points score now we score 145 it's like that's yeah it's not how it works you know you don't just throw that on top hashtag math yeah exactly um speaking of the wizards shane larkin right now he's over in turkey but uh, the wizards are looking for some help at the point guard position and could turn to him he does have, have an out in his contract over there and uh you know maybe somebody that gets a that gets a look as a as a guard again in the nba yeah larkin just re-signed a two-year deal with powerhouse turkish club Ephes. um he is he is probably at this point um the best player not playing in the nba um in in you know in the world he's been mm -hmm. great over there he racks up scoring and in assists um i've said it before in here but i'll say it again Assists are very hard to come by uh, in, in European basketball. Basically, you have to lead directly to a shot in a basket. It can't be passed it off. Guy made 10 dribbles and then, uh, you know, hit a shot. Like, that's how it works in the NBA. It does not work that way over in Europe. Uh, so just adjust everything. If you're like, he racks up assists, the average five per game. That's actually really good. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, he's become an absolute star over there. He's making great money. So it's going to be probably – more about getting back to the NBA for him than it is the money. Cause I don't think the money is necessarily going to be equal, but if he could come in and have a good year to me, this also very much signals Washington needs a point guard badly. That's yeah. they, they don't have one on the roster right now. They, they it's the ish Smith, but he's got a, you know, guaranteed contract and so lock he'll be back. So they got to figure out something uh, at that position. Cause that's, that still is a position where you, you know, as much as we're, you know, transitioning maybe to wings as more playmakers mm -hmm. and stuff, you still get to have somebody to you know, bring the ball up and get you into your sets and those kind of sure. things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting. Maybe he comes back. Uh, and winds up with the Washington Wizards and, and gets another crack at the NBA. Damian Lillard, speaking of point guards, rumor broke that Damian Lillard would like to see the Blazers. We know the Blazers are going to try to upgrade their roster. They're going to try to get some type of help for Lillard. Ideally take the stuff that they got at the trade deadline this last year, and they are going to use that to build a better constructed, potentially contending team around Damian Lillard this summer. Lillard would like to see OG Ananobi or DeAndre Ayton join him in portland what do you think about those two specific targets different situations for both those guys yeah different means of acquiring both yeah. of them potentially too because Aiton, you'd have to go the cap space route because you're you're going to put yourself in a position where if you're going to acquire him you, you almost have to do that and even then you might still have to do cap space plus an outgoing player or something and maybe you do the double signature maybe it could be something with Nurkic uh sure. where you know the Suns take Nurkic back and then the uh uh Blazers get Aiton and then the Blazers still have a little bit of money to operate uh you know 
you know, a different way. Um, they could stay over the cap and even do a move like that and still have their trade exception, which that could be then how they acquire OG Ananobi if they were looking to double dip. Uh, this came from Jake Fisher. Um, Jake's with Bleacher Report, but I believe this came from the Dunk Tom podcast with Nate Duncan um, is where he, he was talking about this. And he had reporting just, uh, yeah, I want to maybe earlier this week, last week, it's all running together. But OG and Anobi's not happy in Toronto. And that's been uh, buzzing around for a while is, you know, it's, uh, you know, that doesn't really like his role. He feels like he's being pushed to you know fourth or fifth on the pecking order and mm-hmm. he wants a, a bigger role now. I don't know about going to Portland. You're going to be, you know, maybe second, uh, but you're, you're at best third, fourth, right. maybe there too. But I, I don't know. Maybe he feels just better overall about that situation, or or maybe it's maybe it's not necessarily Portland. He just wants to go somewhere else. But uh, we'll we'll see what comes out of that one. But you know, again, just further, you know, it, the big takeaway for me is Portland's doing stuff, and they're going to be super active. Yes, and please stop with the Damian Lillard trades. I, I still see people coming. saying, saying, you know, oh, Damian Lillard to this team or that team, or the Blazers are going to blow it up. No, that is a hundred percent not their plan. Their plan is the exact opposite. If you really want Damian Lillard on the trade market, the earliest, and I mean, if everything completely falls to pieces, we're talking the trade deadline this year, and that, and that's even that would be really pushing it. We're probably looking at next offseason at the earliest that they would even really look at moving Damian Lillard, and that would take everything they do this summer completely, completely imploding Lakers style. That's what would have to happen in order for Damian Lillard to ask for a trade and, and, and be in that situation. So I don't imploding Lakers style made me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's the I mean it's what I I mean obviously my yeah, brain is true. wired that yeah. way, but it's true. It would take a, a a historically bad season like what we just saw with the Lakers for Damian Lillard to say, you know what, this is it. I'm not going to win here in Portland. Let's let's move on. Um, so just, yeah, he, they're not going to trade him. They're going to try to build around him this summer by adding pieces, whether it's Aiden, whether it's Ananobi, somebody else, Jeremy Grant. Uh, the Blazers are going to be aggressive, and they're going to be a buyer, not a seller on the market. Yeah, I com- com- completely agree. And, and even the trade deadline could just see, even if it does go sideways, could be hard just because how big his salary is. Um, mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. That would be the first time they would look at it. Let's stick with this Portland for just a minute, though. Okay. So the West, they, I'm just looking at how good do you need to get to even feel good right in, in the West? The top six teams, the six assured playoff teams, which were Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Utah, and Denver, one through mm-hmm. six. Do we, do you see any of them falling out? I mean, and, and I'm not, Utah, maybe because they're going to do some drastic stuff, but. I would imagine those that those things are going to be to try to improve, though. So, but yeah. but in in general, no, probably not. I'd say it's unlikely any of those to fall out. Yeah, I mean, maybe one of them, you know, has a you know season from hell injury wise, and it all falls apart. Sure. I mean, that Lakers happens season. every year, right? But assuming relative health, mm-hmm. Minnesota probably not. I mean, maybe they slide back a little, but they're I don't mm-hmm. see them falling completely apart. Then Pelicans. They're probably going to be better, right? Then mm-hmm. Clippers definitely going to be better. Um, yep. They'll be know, one I, of the top teams on yeah, paper. I put them up into that top six without a doubt. Maybe the best Easy. regular season team, you know, if they want it. Spurs, I, who knows, right? Let's see what they do. Um, I could see still see them being the same way. Then we're down into the teams that didn't make the play. The Lakers, I got to assume it's going to be better. 
can't imagine mm-hmm. it's not going to be And if for no other reason they're going to be trying to be better right they they, they really shut it down pretty early last year and mm-hmm. that was part of you know a lot of the losses at the end the kings i mean you know god love them they're always trying then you go to portland and then oklahoma city and houston and i don't think they're ready yet those two teams i think they're just going to be naturally bad teams um yeah. just more because they're so gonna be so young um but we just went through it it's it's i mean you might need to add Aiden and og ananobi and some other guys just to climb up into the you know spot you want to be at. like it's it's gonna be tough in, in the west where i think in the east i think the east is now just as tough as the west is at the top but I think the bottom of the East, there's a few more places where you could see. All right, yeah, we could crack in there. We, we could the, the East made a made a push. Like it's been the West has been the the tougher conference for decades now. The East flipped that this year. I think it goes back next year. Um, I think the the injuries to the West changed. And I'm not saying the I'm not saying it's a huge discrepancy, but no, no, yeah. um, but the West is you could essentially stumble your way into the playoffs or you can find ways not to, but you could pretty much stumble your way into the playoffs in the Western conference this season. It was incredibly forgiving. Unlike anything we have seen in recent memory with the Western conference, I would not expect that to happen again, unless, unless again, there's some crazy rash of injuries or something like that. But again, that's not something you would project. So the West looks like it's going to be extremely difficult. So even, even with Portland doing everything they can to win, it's not going to be easy. It's not a, it's not a sure thing that Portland vaults themselves back up into the mix, but they're going to try and they have to, they have to other, if they don't, if they say, you know what, we're not a playoff team, then, okay, then look to trade Dame. Then, then you look to do that, but that's not where they're at right now. Yeah. I just think you got to be really smart with the way you approach this is I, and it's not to say that Aiden or Ananobi are bad players because they're not. Both of them are very good players. Right. And I think Ananobi is a fantastic value on his contract. Aiden, we'll, we'll see what it takes, you know, because it's probably going to take a near max to get him. And then maybe that's not such a great value. But that, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the way it's going to play out. I I just, I worry, like, you, you go too far if you're Portland. And then what you've done is now you've kind of locked back into what you just got out of. Right, we're 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 a good team. We're we're a playoff team, but we're four, maybe at mm-hmm. the high end. Like that's kind of kind of our best. Maybe maybe if there was another year where everything hits right for us, and then all of a sudden, like, is that what Damian Lillard wants? I mean, maybe it is. Maybe right. he's content to just you know, hey, get us to the playoffs, and we'll see where it goes. And you know, and there is always the upside that you know it all comes together perfectly, and then the next thing you know, you are you know playing in the West Finals or something like that. It's just that that's why I keep bringing this point up is with these West teams, these kind of the middle of the pack West teams where I think Utah is going to slide back to now as well. You've got to, you've got to be really smart going forward. Cause otherwise mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to put yourself in a really tough position because the teams behind you either just naturally are coming because they're going to get better because their young guys are going to improve or they're going to make these big jumps. So it's like, I don't know how many teams in the West, you know, probably feel great about where they're at is even being a playoff team, you know, saying like, yeah, for sure. Like there's, you know, barring disaster, we're great. So it's just, just something that's been kind of floating around in my mind for a little bit here. No, absolutely. You're hundred percent correct on that. And speaking of which the Utah jazz in the Western conference, they are interviewing everybody. Yep. Pretty Did you much get your call yet? 
I just got mine. Uh, mine just came through. Did we you? Recording. Yeah, I'll, did, I'll be your guy. Your later. guy Danny called you up. Yeah, let's say he said, "Hey, we're interviewing everybody else. We might as well interview you. You you occasionally get one or two things right on Twitter, so let's go." Dan, Danny Age was about to call me, but he came up just short. He was just this short. close to calling <laughs> yeah. me. He almost, yeah. he almost got it done. Danny Ainge saw that put, purple and yellow and was like, no, can't have it. He, That's not he jazz purple put through, and yellow. Oh he found out that he was going to have to give up a 2029 second round pick in order to call me. And he said, no, that's that's way too much. That's ridiculous. I'm not that, doing that. Yeah, I, need I, keep, need I need to keep this war chest stocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but they are, they're going to be a lot of people. Wide net, though. <laughs> yes, they are. That's Which, all all, you know all of our silliness that, there was to say like, there's a lot of guys on this list. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with. It. In fact, that's a good thing. That's what yep. they should be doing. Completely that's absolutely agree. what they should be doing. You leave no stone unturned. You you figure out. You go. You look through all your options. And you know what? We talk about this with players all the time. We talk about the reason why teams, even if they don't have a pick, they try to bring in guys to work them out because the relationships that you forge in that process could matter yep. down the road. It's possible these guys that they interview, nothing works out with them, and then a few years later, suddenly there's a need and you need an assistant coach or you need another head coach. And you remember this guy was really great in his interview process before mm -hmm. and, and off you go. And then you've already got kind of that bridge built. So it makes sense. If you're Utah, if you're any team that's looking for a head coach, cast a wide net. The only thing it costs you is the time it takes to do the interview and do your research and your due diligence and all that. But I'd much rather do that and do too much work than not enough and wind up with a candidate and then have to replace them a year or two down the road because he didn't do the work when you needed to. Yeah, I think too, every once in a while we see when there's so many assistant coaches on a list, every once in a while you'll see they don't get the top job, but then they're willing to come in and work for somebody else. Yep. And then they bring them in and they go that way. Um, so we, we could see some of that going on. And, and you're absolutely right. This is, you know, I'm glad you brought up the draft thing because I had somebody say to me the other day, so the Celtics have the 53rd pick. Right. And I'm sure you're getting even a little bit of this right now. The Lakers don't have any pick. Yep. It's like, why are you doing any of these? Yeah. You know, why are you talking to any of these guys? Like, you know, or people get overly excited. It's like, are we trading up to, you know, 10th right. where that guy's mocked? No, but take advantage. You have a chance to meet with all these. If the kids want to come in, do a workout, meet with you. And super duper important. A lot of times when you get them in your facility, then you can get your hands on them and do, do your own medical evaluation, which is mm -hmm. really important. But this is it legally. For the 
last time for probably anywhere from two to four years that you can talk to any of these guys, you know, because then they're going to be on another team and you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't work them out. You can do, yeah, there's back channel stuff. I'm not, you know, naive enough to say that, but, you know, this is your chance to really start, you know, all right, hey, here, remember we had those guys in and you always hear about these things, you know, when there's a trade made or a signing made. We really liked them in the, at the draft, but we, we weren't in position to get them. And, you know, here we are three years later, four years later, whatever it is. Now we finally get our hands on the guy. And that's, right. you know, that that's, you know, that's why they do this. But same thing with the coaching search. You're absolutely right. Because GM just go talk to another team's coach in the middle of the season. It happens occasionally. Chris Finch in Minnesota is a great example um, mm-hmm. you know, moving over to, to take a head coaching job, you know, which is, but that's an extreme rarity. It's usually, all right, now we get away to the offseason. Again, if you're the Jazz, Hornets sound like they're between D'Antoni and Atkinson. So yep. why not? Basically, you're the only job. Might as well talk to everybody under the sun and, and go from there. 100%. All right. think that about does it today. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. And, of course, Make sure that you go follow us on Apple Podcasts as well. Give us that five-star rating and leave a review. We love reading those. Till next time, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and see ya.